Now the recording's in progress. Yes, and we're going to have maybe a little mixed bag here, depending on who drops in, but who cares, because we have our main guest, and we have our Zoomer. He's a baby Zoomer. Yeah. Sorry, I best I can do. But we're thrilled, and I always say she's too humble to say how great she is and what she does, but I would call her in terms Caitlin's joining us from Portland. <laughs> I thought hey of it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I have your trade. Cool. Cool. Thanks for cool. picking but it the up. Thing is, we always say we know all the same people. So I was actually mm-hmm. looking at the back, and you have your supporting roles and stuff, which I'm doing the wrong way. But I saw mm-hmm. you had Cammy Anaharo in this, which is yeah. And yeah. I just told her it's like this is what we always say: we do all the same people. But mm-hmm. you always just use when you when you think of a character, do you often think of somebody you know, or ask for people to come down to use as models? Or you just, or is it a mix of doing it in your head? Uh, it definitely depends on the project. Uh, for Bliss, it was a totally creator-owned thing, so I decided to go for a fully, like, I, just basic basing the characters off of people I already knew. Um, I think that's the only series I've done that with, actually. The other ones were, were mostly made-up characters, uh, and I used models, but, you know, the faces themselves were kind of a mix of, of influences, so. It almost, it thinks, it's like to me sometimes about maybe casting a film where sometimes a director might think, okay, this character, I have this person in mind. Other people, it's mm-hmm. like, let's just audition. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if you ever do Superman, I am available if you need me for, <laughs> uh, for the model. All right, good to know. <laughs> I actually was, I will. I was thinking again about those cards I got from you, those really cool cards. I got the ones with the, the little girl on the chessboard. And I always oh, think, yeah. I'm so snarky, I always think every year of sending you one of your own cards as a Christmas card, but then I don't <laughs> want to break the cell. <laughs> but those are really cool. It's like, it's really Dang. fun. But... I was actually something I wanted to talk about art a little bit because I was just thinking of how this show's progressed. Like if you watch like actors, artists, how like just from when you started, if you go and look back at your early things compared to now, what sort of stayed the same and how have you grown? Sure. Um, well, I guess over the years, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. I've only gotten into comics in the last five years. So or six years, I guess. So it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I think like 10 years ago, I was doing my own thing and kind of a fine art, you know, t- trying to just kind of groping around, trying to figure out where it belonged in terms of art and everything. So I was kind of doing murals. I was doing, uh, you know, regular illustrations and and fine art stuff. Um, and I don't know. I think, um, I think right now I'm excited to be working in comics because it lets me tell longer stories, you know? Like I had these illustrations back in the day that would tell like a sort of a short story, you know, in it, in one image. And now I get to kind of tell like a whole story, like almost, you know, um, like making a movie. I mean, people hate comparing the two, you know, to, you know, comments and movies, but those people, those people can, you know, whatever. I used to like to (laughs) see their high horse. (laughs) One of my views with comics though, is it's like doing films with a totally unlimited budget. Your exactly. budget, your imagination. And I used to yeah, and, yeah. wrote that in for uh, X was X one of the X Men. What was the the X Men title which had the original X Men again? Whatever X something. And somebody said yeah, it was X-Force. like no, not X Force. No, it was X, the, um, um, oh god, 
whatever uh, X something. <laughs> but somebody said they were like cinematic. Like, it was a movie. It's like that's what Neil Gaiman said. Green Lantern created like this was like the, like a metaphor for the comic book creator because it's the ring. You can create whatever you think of. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's only a few people, so you have more of a of a of a straight vision uh, between a few people rather than you know sometimes a more muddled thing when it comes to like films where there's just hundreds or thousands of people involved. And with comics, it's like you know three at the most usually. You know, so it's like it's just great because there's a there's a much more clear, um, yeah, m- much more clear creative vision to I it, did which is last my friend melissa she's a huge buffy fan like us she said I, I said i'd ask you if you ever do another buffy if they ever get the rights for legends of tomorrow for bebo the talking uh oh god furry you would do a buffy bebo crossover i don't even know what bebo <laughs> is <Yeah>. bebo is <laughs> basically a furby i mean really it's kind of like a Furby teddy bear that he's my god at the moment has become more more of a weird plot device in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. X Factor. That's the X Factor. That's what I had to look it up about. But actually, I have I have zero interest in doing that. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. My mind works in a different way in the way I put stuff together. But actually, I've just started reading a book by someone I never would have guessed how many they did. He's supposedly read. He's trying to attach the Marvel Universe and saying all his tapestries. He's read all over 27,000 Marvel comics. Wow. And I'm just going to go in. But he's the way he said Stanley, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, you know, at the time when it started, superhero comics were out. But they came, mm-hmm. like Kirby basically invented the romance genre in 1947. They came from sci-fi. That's why it was different because they brought in all these Mm-hmm. And Fantastic Four, that's why they didn't even have costumes at first. It was more of a sci-fi thing. Right. Really cool. But I also yeah. think you in your indie comics, you can just do whatever you want. You're not, like, held to, like, just to keep it within the box, which is really awesome. It's true. It's pretty unlimited, yeah. But I, was, but I think I'm going to ask that question, too, because you touched on it. As a comic book creator, like, when you see films and stuff... I think you would think like, okay, somebody did like a Bliss film or Coyote's film or any of these. Uh, some things are going to have to be different probably because they won't work. It might look great in the comic, but it just won't work on screen. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Stan Lee said that about Captain America's suit. Like if you took the one in the comic, it won't work. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. There's definitely stuff in comics that wouldn't work in film. Yeah. Well, when you kind of see it in the in the first Avenger, the version that he has when he's doing the USO tour is basically that mm-hmm. costume. You see how kind of goofy it looks, uh, yeah. You know, but how you know how it's like okay, this is you know this is what he would have looked like in that costume, you know, until mm-hmm. they made it more tactical or whatever. But I think that was probably the best, you know, version of that, you know, more quote unquote realistic version of that costume that they could have made that would still work. Perfectly, I thought. But. No, I can't. You well, keep... go on. No, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say it's like um, it's like how the Cowboy Bebop live action thing didn't really work, and they tried so hard, and they cared so much about the anime, and they brought in what was it? I remember seeing a clip. I didn't actually watch this episode because I was just like horrified, but I saw this clip of Ed, and Ed comes in, and she's basically kind of ed from the anime but she's so ed from the anime that it's like 
not working. It's just like embarrassingly over the top, you know? Yeah, and and they and literally, I think they knew that because she literally only shows up at the very end of the last episode. And you're like, okay. like yeah, they didn't. They were they were afraid of this. Yeah, went, and, and that's my thing. That was my problem with Zack Snyder's Watchmen. In a lot of ways, was that he was he was like he was being more precious to an aesthetic than to a story. Yeah. He's like yeah. he was like going to such trouble to make these panels come to life. And that he took the story and completely changed it because it was just too complicated. And I'm like, okay. It's like, and I understood why. Yeah. But at the same time, you took the coolest, weirdest aspect of the whole plot and mm-hmm. flushed it in favor of, of making a movie where, you know, when the, you know, the comedian falls out of his, you know, it looks just like the film. It's like, wait, you sh- like the, the trying to make things look like a comic book is a yeah. waste of time. It just It is. You know, just stick to the story and trust yeah. the story, you know. And I think, like, I didn't have the, like, I, I was not, I never really was into anime in general. So when I saw Cowboy Bebop and coming from outside of it, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it, but I knew that everything that was felt weird and wrong about it was all from they were trying to do something. They were trying to make a cartoon that was real. Yep. Like, don't do that. Just yeah. keep the characters and make the story. You know, it's like, and go with that. You have a good story. You have cool stories and cool ideas, and re- mm-hmm. and and by and large, really good actors doing it. You know, it's just, just don't worry about that shit. It'll take care of itself. You know, it's just yeah. like. But. Well, I I say you know we're both big we're huge Mirazaki fans. I can't imagine trying to do live exit Studio Ghibli. I mean, I want. Oh even... God! I, I hope they never do. That, I really hope they never thing. do. It's just yeah. You know, could you imagine some things that? Can only exist in one. I mean, medium. but there's actually if you want to see something, you just look at it sometime if you haven't seen it and just critique it. What they tried to do, Robert Altman's Popeye. Because what he really tried to do with Ed Robin Williams, he tried to make live action, but people acting like they are in a comic strip. So oh. they walk like, you know, they have the exaggerated walk. It is so weird. I saw this weird when movie. I was a kid. So, well, I mean, you know, I wasn't born when it came out. But, it, you know, years later I saw it. My show, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> I don't remember seeing but it. But I remember, I like, kid, Robin so. Williams, and it was just strange. And it's become, you know, they say it, now it's, like, become a cold hit, whatever. Yeah. It's because it's Altman, because it had a very Altman feel of, about it where you were kind of watching things happen from like a window you know and they, mm-hmm. but the other thing too is they went to so much trouble on that movie to to you know to make things look like it but they sucked all the color out of it it was so dreary dreary uh, uh you know very like low color world and i do one tr- one trope i hate is where like the eventual hero is just can't stand like what makes him super like in a hook where Peter Pan doesn't want to fly, or he's afraid. But like Popeye doesn't want to eat spinach. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? It's just disgusting. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, unappetizing. But if spinach. it gave you super strength and stuff, you know, and everything, it would be. But like all one of those directors too, where I get them or I don't. I think his films are over long, too many characters at times. And as we mm-hmm. say on this show, everything's subjective. You like what you like. But I just yeah. one one. I've heard so many friends who've liked Gosford Park. I have tried. I just can't. <laughs> I've never seen it. 
No, you know maybe, I mean? you know, it's both, it's just, I can't, I guess maybe, you know, it's just, it's like Downtown Abbey. I've just never watched it. People love it. Great for them. Maybe I'll like it. Mm -hmm. doesn't have dragons mm -hmm. in it. <laughs> it's British, though. You so, watch a lot of things that don't have dragons in yeah. it, to be fair. Yeah, most, most things don't have dragons. <laughs> they would be better if they did. I can't argue with that, unfortunately. I really See? can't. See? I'm converting him. Converting yeah, but I always him. thought that. But I, thoughts, if you based care. Based on any one character. Does anybody care... Opinions, not opinions. What do you think of Disney now just making all their old animated back into uh, live action? Well, I mean, I haven't seen any of them, so I can't say whether they're good or bad. But nobody, nobody, I've, I've I haven't heard anything great about them. So I'm I just, I think it's funny that people think that live action is automatically better than cartoons or anything and it's like it's almost it almost never works out that way like whenever no. they try to take a cartoon and make a live action version it's usually worse than the original thing so it's just funny to one me thing I it was found... something that no one asked for you know just yeah. they're doing this thing that nobody asked for and i don't you know yep. one of the things i found dc movies we can critique them i know i think you're a big fan you don't even bother most of the time yeah, you know you know I, i'm I, gonna I, go I, see the batman probably i judge them on their own but they're not you know. they're, they're their animated films are great. Which I, ones? The DC ones. I just watched Hush. <clears throat> the animated films are really, really well done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you watched any of the Star Wars, I know you like little baby Yoda. <laughs> I do like the Mandalorian. I haven't seen Boba Fett. Uh, I just can't get, I, I, I guess I'm kind of like, you know, um too influenced by reviews and people gave it such mixed reviews about boba fett that i was just like i don't really want to give this i, too much. I found that the best thing to do is to not do that <laughs> not, <laughs> not do what not is to not be influenced by by the talk but oh. the, no, this is and this is about by you know and, and 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 you know obviously this is my opinion too but it's just I feel like right now in the like kind of social zeitgeist of, of fandom that mm -hmm. the negative voices are always seem to be the loudest. Yeah. And they that's get true. filtered through more. Not to say like and I just I just watched the the, the last episode of Boba Fett was today. Mm -hmm. Um and I definitely it definitely I can I can say it definitely is uneven um in the way it's presented. I think they were trying to do something. Um I ultimately really liked it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know that the I you know I, I I think people were people always seem to judge things on the worst elements of it, right? And I don't think the worst elements of it overshadow it. I just think they're like, oh, okay, I, this is kind of weird. It's a thing here or there. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's it's true. Like if I if I see something without having seen the reviews first, I tend to like it more. Yeah. So. But it's also kind of hard to avoid because if it's something really popular, you go on social media and immediately people have opinions about it. So it's like it's kind of hard to not see or be influenced by people's thoughts. Yeah. And that, that's the that's the unfortunate thing with a lot of just art in general today is that we you know just yeah. got to wade through the strong opinions and you're always going to be influenced on some level because you're going to see this thing that if you didn't know about it, you would have you might not, it might not have even bothered. It was like the whole, um, the whole, the mustache, the Superman mustache thing in mm -hmm. the Justice League. If you didn't, I, I keep telling you, if you didn't know that they were coloring over a mustache in that scene, 
you would not, you would probably not have noticed it. You'd have been like, okay, this looks a little weird. It's like, I don't know, there's mm -hmm. something. The something would have bugged you about it, but you wouldn't have known until you knew what it was. And then you're just looking at his upper lip. You know, it's like, but I really think if people didn't know about it, it, it would not have become a meme. Because I don't know about this. So is this a thing? Like the, the, the actor w refused to shave his mustache? Well, it wasn't that Henry Cavill was, when they were shooting Justice League, or not, no, I'm sorry, not Justice League. It was uh, Batman. I think it was Batman versus Superman. Um, one of the two. One of the two big Superman movies. He was also shooting a Mission Impossible movie where he had this big mustache and the studio would not let him shave it off. <laughs> they would not let him shave off the mustache and so they greened the mustache out, and if you really look at his face in close-ups, his upper lip looks strange. That's cool. that's so crazy. What I isn't really it easier to add a mustache? Yeah, but, but well, yes, I agree. But for the problem with fake fake facial hair is that it, it's always somewhat noticeable, and I I think for that level of action film, um, right? You'll see every fall yeah, and you'll be like, totally hey, yeah. It. I mean, they had the technology to well, do Well, they it, did the one Karen Jill. I feel like and, it's studio yeah. posturing, you know. It's Karen like, Jill yeah. and Doctor Who and Matt Smith regenerating. They had her come back. I think she wore a wig because she shaved her head to play. In to the, play yeah, to play. So, and, of course, everybody's got a harp on that. And I have a view, knowing so many artists and musicians, stuff. if you're putting yourself out there, you shouldn't just not pay attention to people who rag on you. Let them try first. I get tired of that. I think sometimes... It's don't easy, take it out on the easy, actor. Don't take it out criticize. on the actor for something that they're that not under any control of, like having to wear a wig. It's just like, you know, when people take it out, it's like, that is... Take it on a hair and makeup if it doesn't look good, because the other people... Right. Don't take it out of the actor. That's just, just shit. No. Why, it's not their fault. Yeah. 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 noses, too, because in Titus, didn't he, like, sever your hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I had to cut my hand off every night and then sew it back on. See? No, but he didn't use his real hand. I had a costume hand. that was He didn't horrible. use his real hand. Ah. Uh. But I think some people criticized the play for that. <laughs> but it was kind of hard, like, to have it, you know, and then get the you doctors can't, in You can't every kill, day. like, nine people, uh, you know, slit people's throats and bake them into pies every night. You'd need too many people, and probably the police would get involved. It's a lot of effort, yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun doing being, like, the sort of the bad guy stuff, though. It's sort I, of I killed all the people. I just reminded everybody. I would get a body count every night. It's like, just remember who has, one, whose name is in the title, and two, who kills the most people on the show. It is Titus. Remember that from Future <laughs> Comics, Caitlin. Remember that from Future Comics. But now, what are you... You're always busy, always working. What's up right now? Now, have you finished Black Hammer? Uh, I have one more issue left, so I'm starting that uh, now. And uh, then after that, I've got two DC gigs coming up. So, oh. um, I actually got these, the pre-order for the Are these things the you can talk about or things you uh, you cannot talk about? Not talk about the projects themselves. It's just not a Game of Thrones like tie-in that they bought the rights to, is it? I'm sorry, no, it's not. Are you gonna one watch... day, one day. Are you going to watch House of the Dragon when it comes out, uh, Rob? No, never. No, it won't be the same. It won't be the same. <laughs> but know. I thought you really liked the dragons. Actually, well, that yeah, too. But so that's awesome for DC. So I've actually been. You actually, you're so busy doing all this. Do you manage to read any of the comics coming out at all? Or I'm like behind, like years. Yeah. You're the only one I follow. Otherwise, I'm like, what? Oh, this is 2017. I didn't get this yet. <laughs> right. I no, I haven't had time to go through reading stuff. I've been looking at people's art though, which is really fun, just to like you know, 
see artists uh, doing cool things. And I, I would definitely want to uh, catch up on Saga because I know it started up again. So my uh, my next goal is to is to catch up on that because I think I only read like the first volume or something. So that's awesome. But this yeah. is awesome, DC. I can't wait to see. I'm going to try to guess what they are. You could tell me not on the show, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to try to guess. But I'll tell. Then you can tell me what you can. Well, I was only She's off. Contractually like, obligated. She obviously yeah. will not tell. No, you. we're not. Not right. today. Not today. But once they come out, I'll just see and say ah, I was sort of right. Because I'm mm-hmm. picturing sort of, but the way you are, you might be doing something totally out of your comfort zone just to challenge yourself, too. So mm-hmm. 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 so that's awesome, though. I think that's really great. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited. comics have you, like, I know I know more. you're more, like, alternative in terms of what you read and followed, which, again, this isn't touching at all what you're doing. Which just, What are some of the characters you've sort of liked over the years? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely more into the indie stuff. I, I, I know. obviously love, like, Vertigo, and, you know, so, like, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I obviously, Sandman's my favorite thing ever. Um, oh, gee, so, oh, God, they have from everybody I know. It's <laughs> I know. Five of these friends have dressed as death for Halloween. Yeah, I've definitely dressed as death a few times. It's, um, I can't wait for the show to come out, and I and I don't really know why I can't wait for the show to come out because I'm I know, always we were just talking by adaptations. <laughs> oh, we yeah. want to talk about that too. I'm, I know, I think, like, my but friend, I think Neil Gaiman is very involved in it. I think it's probably. I know my happens. friend Alexis and I go back and forth chatting about it because she's a huge fan. She loves like the casting. Like for me, I only know a couple people in the cast. I'm like behind, which is cool because it's more of an open book for me then. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've seen the pictures of the actor who's you know the lead actor for the project. Like I have, don't know. Like I cannot identify them. No, um, Brienne of Tarth is death. I know that. I know that. No, yeah. no, she's a no. Oh, she's a thank you. Lucifer. Yeah. Oh, yes, I know she's one of them. But people yeah. were asking me like when I died last year, did I meet her? And I was like, unfortunately, no. It was just darkness. <laughs> Oh, jeez. You wouldn't believe how many friends of mine were asking, well, what did you see? What did you see? Yeah. I would say, well, I would say, well, there was like partly Beatles, partly Who concerts starting, and they pulled me back before I could see it. Oh, jeez. You have to be have humor about it. But have you watched Lucifer at all, speaking of that, the show? No, I haven't. I think you would like, I really, it's, okay, now, again, we talked about adaptations. It's not the same as the book, as Mike Carey's book, which I think is really good. But yeah. I think again, maybe if you you know considering a budget, it's TV. They changed it, but the lead was really good, and mm-hmm. I thought it was actually very good. Okay, and I'm actually going to start Good Omens. I yeah, can't believe they're doing a second season of that. I well, I've watched it first. I, I, I mean, I'm ultimately not surprised at how well it did. But I just remember there be the big thing when that came out. It's just like, well, the nice thing about this show, it's a self-contained story. Once you get it, it's all over. That's it. We're like, we're doing a second season. We just like to do it. I feel like everyone, just, you know, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of coin changed hands to make that happen. But I mean, Yeah, that's, the, that's the sad thing is like when, when yeah. money is obviously like a, too much of a factor, like the Hobbit movies, like I, I just was like, really guys, you have to make three of these and they're all kind of terrible. And like, yeah. And, and the re and the reason they made three of them was a hundred percent money. That was yep. the only reason, you know, and, yep. and the, the worst, I think the biggest crime of that whole thing was the original idea 
could have been amazing of having Benicio, uh, having um, 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 Guillermo del Toro, said Benicio del Toro. That would have been interesting. Now, Guillermo del Toro uh, make them and and oh, that would have been so cool. They, he was originally the director of there was they were going to do two. They were going to split it into two movies ultimately, and he yeah. was going to direct it. And you know, but when when that fell through, I feel they went to Peter Jackson. I, I guess the really the reason that he wound up doing it was because he didn't want to think about who else they might get to do it. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was like the it's like uh, Lana Wachowski in the Matrix Resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know when they went to her, she was like, "Well, it's like, I didn't want to do the movie, but I did not. I much much would rather not have someone else be involved. Like, yeah. you know, just like I'll make it because it's my story, and yeah. if anyone's going to yeah. do it, it, should be me. And I I I have a lot of respect for that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 creators are are that, you know, protective of, of the stuff that they've done that, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like, look what happened with both of those. Right. Like, like, so it's like, if, if, if you don't want to do it, it's going to be obvious that you didn't want to do it. Right. Yeah. Like, isn't it like, like, yeah, like, I mean, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I still think that, you know, like, I, I still think that, you know, obviously it's dependent on the creator too. Like, uh, you yeah. know, if you have someone who, uh, and yeah, and it backfires as often as often as anything else. But uh, you know, I I I I, I saw a Resurrection, and I'm I I think that I like I I feel that it was the best of the sequels, but that's a very low bar because <laughs> the other yeah. two movies I did not like, and no, uh, I like I kind of like to pretend that the first one was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the second one, if if, if you're gonna, you know, it's like the Matrix, Matrix uh, uh, revisited or whatever, re, whatever reloaded. Um, I don't even get it right. Like, I don't get the titles right. This one, I admit, I can't even talk about those films because I saw the first one. It's just that they're just not my thing. But I can do a good Keanu Reeves impression. But whoa, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's just, but it's just for some reason. I just so I have a policy too. Like I don't comment on ones I don't. I hate that when people try to. Review something and they haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's yeah, that's come up before. Yeah, so that's what I don't. But I just never really just gotten into I hate them. that movie. Really, what did you think? I didn't see it. I'm like, okay, well then you really can't say it. it's like you, yeah. you hate the idea of it. See, now I've heard the yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I feel about the Matrix. Like I didn't actually see it, but I I just saw like all these you know the way people reacted to it, and I was like, I don't think I even want to see this because it's gonna it's gonna bum me out. You know, it just seems as part of like it was fandom cool to though. watch yeah. at the theater in 1999. That was it. Was like yeah. it was a, it was a cool thing to see there. Like it was a but after it happened, it it, it you watch it now and it's just like eh, what's a big well, deal? Well, what I had heard, I had no interest in Avatar, but I heard a lot of friends saw oh, it in the that. IMAX and 3D, and they mm-hmm. said if you saw it like that, it was awesome. Yeah, and IMAX, I saw I saw Avatar in IMAX, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, see yeah. what I mean? In, like, in 3D, water. yeah. My friend Jill was telling me it was like you went down the waterfall and all this stuff, yeah. but it looked to me like Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah, basically it was Fern Gully. Yeah, very, I, very, very, very high budget Fern Gully and long Fern Gully too. <laughs> it's like a long yeah. Yeah, yeah, but finally, there's gonna be like what, like four sequels coming out within the next couple uh, of years. He's yeah, no, well really? past the point. Yeah, because yeah, like, he, he look had, at him. He he's had doing like to do five it all himself. He shot like stuff underwater. He had to do it all himself. It took you know decades, and by the time these even began to come out, 
no one is going to care. It's just like it's yeah. well now Avatar a- after all these years has kind of become a little bit of a joke with people. You know, it's more than anything yeah. hasn't aged greatly. Uh, no, I didn't really. And that's another one I, I I never I one other one I never saw is not I just it just it didn't interest me and I, I makes yeah. you know I just never I know you know just. I think that's the thing, like, you do, like, your sort of limited series, and they're fresh then, because you do that, and I think you would know, okay, this is an ongoing, we know when to stop, because, okay, it's not as fresh, it's not as good as it was at the beginning, and you've always gone mm-hmm. and walked away, and, like, when you do your unnamed DC things, you're, you have a stint, so you're not going to be there for a 100 issues. Yeah, I don't even know how people do that. I I, I have a lot of respect for that. You have that, to pay the mortgage, like probably it's, part of it. <laughs> that's probably part of it, but it's just, yeah, I think I would I would burn out so hard if I had to do that many issues of one thing. Like, yeah. Well, I think like a Jack Kirby, how in the heck do you, you have to just be... Yeah, yeah. Or like Mignola with like Hellboy, like... How many times can you draw help? Like, I just, I, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's incredible, right? He's a master. But at the same time, I'm just like, don't you get tired? Isn't that <laughs> You average, I'm, I think that's what I said. You were sort of slightly masochistic in Bliss because of those crowd scenes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the- those were, you know, and I even asked, I remember being like, Sean, please no more. <laughs> Not not so many crowd scenes. It was like Coyotes had a bunch of crowd scenes, and I was like, fewer crowd scenes. And then the next thing, I'd be like, I see a crowd scene. And I'm like, <laughs> I would put like all the Sergeant Pepper people in there and stuff, and everything else. Right. But yeah. one of the things I saw, and like, I think, what do you average even working all doing all your things? Uh, maybe a page a day or so. Um, if I'm lucky, yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, but I also have a day job, so it's like. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. Um, I'm hoping to just do comics eventually. That's the that's the well. When like goal. one of your movies, you get the royalties from one of your movies. You can buy an island and everything. The way this country's that going, would be great. The way this country's going, you might want to do that, anyways. But I found something else because I have no artistic talent. That's why I promote mm-hmm. bands, artists. I seem to be gra- gravitating. Michaela said the one time I'm like really attracted to artistic people for friends. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm projecting. But so somebody gave me a coloring book. So when I sent you the picture of my beautiful artwork, which you've probably forgotten, (laughs) but it took me literally, okay, for one page of a coloring book, it took me about a week to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a coloring book, so I'm thinking like a genuine artist, how long it... But people should try that, though, because like I said, I'm really tired of people criticizing somebody's work when they don't do it and they can't do it. Even try doing a coloring book or a paint by numbers. See how long it takes you. And think of an artist who has to think everything, visualize everything, does this for a career. Yeah, yeah people are can be pretty critical. I mean, honestly, people have been really nice on my end as far as my projects go. So I, I don't really have anything to complain about. Well, what is about, there to I, criticize in these? Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks. But you know what I mean? It's, it's like people have been really sweet. But like, you know, when I see other people commenting on other people's stuff and I'm just like man you don't know how much work goes into these you know or like somebody I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people not a lot of people I've seen a few people complain about like the price of books of like comic books and I'm just like do you guys have any idea like how much personal like blood sweat and tears go into each one of these and it, over a month of work for everybody and it's like handmade and like I, and then people are like I, oh, I have to pay four dollars for this it's like 
Dude, that's like half of a latte. You know what less, I mean? Like less than an artichoke dip because I bought one for four ninety nine recently. But David Gerald, he's gonna put me in his next Halo thing. Is a friend? Is that just a cool thing? He's gonna make me a bad guy. But like every yeah. little bit small role when his next Halo book comes out. But he wrote a thing. Well, come on, I was gonna be a good guy. <laughs> You know, I'd be like the sidekick in an indie film or something, but he's going to do that, which is really neat. But he was talking about people are bothering him about Halo, the next mm-hmm. series. And like I said, artists need freedom to be artists. I know you have deadlines, but but the other thing is he made a comment, I thought, of you that people don't realize this is also how you make your living. Like if somebody's a musician or an artist, oh, just draw this for me. Come and play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I hate that so much because it doesn't, it's like somehow they don't realize this is also a job. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was a thing in community theater about, about, you know, trying to get musicians to do stuff. It's just like, um, it's like, I can't get musicians for my show. It's like, well, what are you paying them? It's like, I'm not. I'm like, well, there's your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need to do musicians and you're not yeah. paying them. Yeah, and I had one where there was like an event. People wanted me to get to musicians, but they couldn't pay. So I said, I really don't feel comfortable. I mean, there was like one band, like Litvax band. He just likes to play. Yeah, but they come up, but I just will... can't because I like Cliff Eberhardt. Rick Simpson had a uh, one of his house shows, and Cliff Eberhardt's this folk singer, and he told this story about some of my folk singer friends look at me because you know that Burger King ad. That's me. You know the Chevy ad? That's me. And they're like, how do you do these jingles? And he goes, well, mm-hmm. I'm a folk singer. But I'm a folk singer who owns his own house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And I noticed yeah. back in the day, a lot of like comic book artists like Neil Adams and all them, they went into like graphic design Steranko. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, we're comic books then five cents, ten cents. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. now. Plus, you got to realize, too, if you look at your old books... Look at them now, like even like like trades, and I just get trades now, really, except for your issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to go up in the comic book buyer's guide just a little more for me. <laughs> Would be nice. <laughs> but it's great seeing your name in there; it's awesome. <laughs> but the paper they're printed on now and everything else is so much better. Like the quality of these things, right? You know, you look at like the old comic books, and they were that's why they were called pulps because you just threw them away. And, and yeah. kid, can you imagine, like, kids, and my mom told the story, and it may be true or maybe not, you know, people say said she had, like, the first Superman, Batman, all those, and she was of wow. the age, and they tossed them out, which they would have done. Can you imagine that's why, how that's many why people... why they're worth it. Like, yeah. if people hadn't tossed them and there were hundreds and hundreds of them out, they wouldn't be worth anything. But, you know, my, wow. my whole idea for a story, I go back in time and I just buy comic books and then I sell them in mint condition now. And I probably, like, give everybody COVID in the 1930s and I'd be fighting zombies now or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. But that's like other people go, well, what would you do? Would you do something historical? It's like, go see it. No, I go buy comic books in mint condition and I come back and sell them. I claim I found them in my grandmother's attic. They would just, like, be, like, 9.8s or whatever. They would right. be like, these are obviously fakes. There's no way on earth this they would have to look at this them. That would be the, I was it's, thinking of that, impossible. Though. I was thinking of that, though. People obviously, that there would have to be a way to test them, and they would have to come out to be real because they were. 
Yeah. If they would look at the, because I'm sure a lot of people who do fix, they don't think about, okay, this ink wasn't used in those days. This wasn't oh, used yeah. in those days and everything else. Yeah. The sick part is how much I planned this down to a T to make it, I'd have to go get like currency from those days because I'd be passing like, you know, 2010 notes or something. Well, that was like yeah. one, of the, one of the gaming podcasts I listened to. The guy who was such like, I'm such a nerd that I bought, I bought a bunch of artificial rubies just in case I have to go back in time. <laughs> just in case wow. i go back in time i will just hawk these or because there's no way they're gonna know they're not real amazing <laughs> i think i said, I think I said <laughs> like all my friends are like like the one percent of the population because they're the only ones who get me <laughs> we talk about stuff like this but one of the things like that too is you know that's what, when you're thinking of like time travel and all this stuff but i was going to ask you in terms of Marvel, have you followed any of the films or anything that have come out? Um, I haven't really been following a lot of that stuff. I feel like I, I just... Patrick, how have the latest one's been? Just in general, so we don't... I I, I am a admitted uh, MCU fanboy. So I, you know, I, I am very, I am very, I have a personal bias. Um, I, mm -hmm. but I, 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 the my thinking is that the reason that I like them so much is that, this, despite the fact that they're always accused of being formulaic, the movies are always very different. They're not. They're not mm -hmm. all the same, and they generally, for the most part, allow the creators of the movies to put their own. Uh, visual and, and you know and feel to it so like you can't yeah. you know you can't say that uh, Thor Thor the Dark World and Thor Ragnarok these are three in completely different movies <laughs> I did you know? really enjoy Thor, Thor Ragnarok. I love yeah. Ragnarok. The thing I almost got, like, I, I was of two minds about it. Plus, Clay Kate Blanchett was awesome. But she always, oh, yeah. But that oh, movie was great. But I was torn because I was thinking it was so good. But I almost wanted to do another one. But it was so good, I don't want him to do another one. Well, another one's coming out. I mean, Love and Thunder yeah, is Yeah, but how is he? Like, is it more Natalie or is it more... I, I don't know. It's not... There's very little information. But, uh, this shows you, but I, there's a story I want to tell, like about that too. I guess like when Jane Pilot, Silent Bob came out, George Lucas is really tough about his uh, product, but they let him he let them do the thing with Mark Hamill because he said they were so nerdy they were arguing about the lightsaber color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Lucas got to sue somebody. But I also I did have a love. Thing. Um, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, I, have a I was going to say, I did love Spider-Verse. I thought Spider-Verse was great. I've heard it was great. Yeah. I've heard it's awesome. And I love yeah. Alfred Molina. I finally dug up a copy of Undertaking Betty. Well, you're talking, just talking about Into the Spider-Verse, right? Oh. Not, uh, yeah, I'm talking about the cartoon. Yeah, the, 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 oh, the, the cartoon. Movie. I know you said yeah, you love that. It was, yeah, yeah, it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's, you know, ever made. Yeah, yeah. bar none. Yep. The old, and and a Rochesterian. That I've liked. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, Zach, what's his name? Oh my god, Zach Retz. Uh, I worked with him at Working Man, and he worked on the concept art for that movie. Cool. Um, he's amazing. You guys should check out his work because he's yeah. a next level concept artist. Yeah, it was you know, the other thing that was cool about that was that it's an animated movie that had multiple styles converging at the same time, and it worked. Yeah, is that it did. It, it, like oh, the whole, that it. whole idea, I gotta imagine for an animator, has gotta just be like, 
if this fails, it'll be the worst thing ever, you know, just like, mm-hmm. but it worked, you know, it just, it was a big risk. Is yeah. anything though, like you think like too also you must think, okay, can the general public follow this? Because people who are reading the comic know what's going on where people are like, there's a, there's a pig is Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, multiverse stuff is, is really popular now, but yeah. um, I think that was a, it was a big risk. And I think they just had to take, they just had to trust the writers and trust the vision of it. And I think there was a really strong one. So do you think of that like in your own work though, too, where you think, okay, we have to take a risk and go farther. I just don't want to go stay in the box. Cause that's what you seem to do. You're always challenging yourself. I've tried to read through your progression, coyotes, this and everything else. Mm -hmm. It seems like you try to challenge yourself in styles and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it was interesting because I think Black Hammer was the first one that was already an established universe that I worked on. So like, it was a little bit um, uh, pared down from the, like my general kind of over the topness that I do in like Bliss and Coyotes, you know, because I was trying to kind of like stay within the canon of the series and and make sure that it's that it fit with the rest of the books. But I. I do feel like at, at this point, like if I could go back, I would push it a little further and make it a little bit more of my own style. Um, so I'm learning, you know, like I'm learning what, how to, how what to, in how a to, nutshell how to fit is my style. What sort of about? I've read some of them, but I've spent, my brain is gone. So it's Oh, you should read it. You should read it. I've read it. Really I have great. them. And, but what, like, in, like, not to spoil things, but like in a nutshell, what's like the comic book about? Uh, so it's about this superhero team that, um, defeats this, this, like, uh, this kind of epitome of all evil, this thing called anti-god. And, and when they do it, it, they have to basically kind of go into hiding and it's, it's anyway, it's this, it's this whole sort of thing where they're, they're, they're trapped in this like alternate universe type of place. And you don't really know why or how or what's going on. And, uh, it goes from there. I, I don't even want to say too much more in case that people haven't read it because it's just, it's such a great story. But the character development's amazing, um, and uh, the the whole universe is just really cool and and robust. And uh, there's a there's a bunch of offshoot books, not offshoot, but like you know like like uh, like Hammerverse book, books that have come out now that are based in that universe that. Uh, focus on secondary characters and tertiary characters. It's really cool. I think Dark Horse has done such a great job over like the decades and stuff and their how they do that. And also what they do too is how they get products like licensed products like Aliens, Predators, all this, but then they do their own books. Sure. It reminds you of like a film director like Burke Lancaster where he would star in the action supposedly film. So then he could do his quieter projects like The Swimmer. Or like come back little Sheba or stuff. And I think that's like the mm-hmm. cool balance. Whatever else. Yeah. But I was actually thinking of typecasting this for a second when we were talking about Boba Fett because I still can't get out of my head Tamora Morrison. All I think about is that uh, Jake the Must from Once Were Warriors and that's all I see. Oh. That's mm-hmm. a movie I can't even watch again. I tried to watch it again. It's so depressing that I just it's can't t- even. Yeah, I, years and years. I ago. had one of those moments where I finally watched it again. I just okay, I can't watch this film again. It's too depressing. It's very what very. How uh, once for warriors? It's about the Maori in uh, New yeah. Zealand. Yeah, it was like one of the was it like really one of the, like the first. I mean, I mean, there's been other stuff that have that have you know other movies that have that have like incorporated that culture in it but there was a more like really really kind of blew up uh 
mainstream of people even knowing about the Maori uh, oh. in New Zealand, and yeah, and it launched a bunch of careers. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. there was a great movie like that um, that had that that culture um, kind of featured uh, called Whale Rider. Did you guys see Whale? Rider? Oh yeah, yep, yep. That was, yeah, yeah, that, that was amazing. Cool. But that was literally that, that little girl was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I won't watch Old Yeller again, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> and I won't yeah. watch, but but some movies, it's like, literally, I become, like, such a softie in a lot of ways, two hundred last years, I just go, I can't watch this, especially, like, what happens to his daughter and stuff, I'm like, I can't watch this, and the way the people were treated to, That's like, it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get angry about it, because I can't do anything about it and stuff, I just don't mm-hmm. want to do, just don't want to watch it anymore. Those are the reason that I, that I never, and I should really, really watch it some day, but never watch Brokeback Mountain, was because it just was such a sad 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 story it's just like this is going to kill me watching this you know it's going to kill yeah. me watching this because you know it's just you know i did yeah. it once that was enough <laughs> it's like it's just see, like and i because knowing what really happened to those guys it's just like even if this is a tenth like that the story is you know dramatized it's just like it's, ugh, it's no and i had heard all about brandon sad. tina tina brandon before and that, just, yeah i i and my watched, view was like my, my view with people boys, is always, boys don't why don't you just leave time. people alone, let them live their lives, and then, like, stuff like that happens. But I was like, okay, I have to watch this. Well, people, and mm-hmm. when people were, when the Laramie Project, when people were doing, oh, and they did when the Laramie, everyone they was doing the Laramie yeah. Project, I saw, I remember seeing it one time, and it's like, oh, we're doing the Laramie Project. It's like, I can't. No, MJ was in I it. I remember that. I can't I see that, that show again. It's too much. It's just too much because, you know, just like, you know, it, it's, ugh. Some some of those these stories are are so yeah like well and right you know, now like where we are in history it's 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 kind of hard to, to watch those kinds of stories although I will say that I have I I would recommend Station Eleven have you guys seen oh Station I 11? did Station Eleven was beautiful oh I mean I haven't even I haven't finished the whole thing yet but I I've watched the first like six episodes and oh my god it's just incredible it's I mean the most and I read the book too post apocalyptic uh, uh, yeah ever like yeah absolutely yeah um I've uh, I read the book and the book was fantastic and then the movie I mean the, the show came out and it's it's equally great I yeah. mean it's just it's it's a little different but it's um yeah it's really I, well done. I know they, yeah. they they had made a, they made some significant changes, but from from what I understand, that there were things that were like were very justified and just you know it's like adaptation. It's like you know if if it if you have to change something for the sake of you know the way you're telling the story, you know yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think people just right. don't change things just usually just don't change things just to change them. You know, you know, it's so yeah. it's because it's a different. Thing, I do think yeah, like was, talking, beautiful talking about those Disney films too. I finally watched, I finally watched Terminator Dark Fate. And I thought, please, no more. Don't do any more. This was just. Honestly, yeah. of, of the Terminator sequels, other than T2, that was the, that, that was probably the best one in my opinion. Uh, no, still wasn't no, right. was no gonna... I am not. No, <laughs> I am sorry. Genesis was not good. <laughs> I know you're just in like love solo. With, the, with the lead actress. I understand. Just but like that solo doesn't make a movie good. Star Wars movie. Have you ever seen Carnival Row? And I'm asking just because I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. It looks like it would be up our alley, sort of like with the creep I've factor. Seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. So, so humble brag, I got to read that script when I was interning at Jim Henson Company back in like 2006. 
You can oh, I say I brag for you because you're great. So, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, got that, to this that, back in 2015. <laughs> it was that and um, what was the other one? Oh, the new Dark Crystal thing. I know yeah, you yeah. love that too. I know you love that. No, I I didn't. Why don't you love but, Dark uh, Crystal? I thought she did. No, Never Ending Story, right? I love both of those okay. originals. I, yeah, I didn't I love the. I didn't love the new Dark Crystal, but uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, I read both of the scripts and the thing, and I just, I figured they would never turn into anything, because it was like 10 years later, and I hadn't heard a peep, and then all of a sudden, both of them turned into actual things, and I was like, okay, so, so Hollywood just works kind of slowly sometimes, they just, yeah, no, there's, yeah, the fact that that there's, there's stuff that languish in development for years and years and years, and Mm -hmm. projects that start one thing and then completely become something else, Mm -hmm. but the thing that I liked about Carnival Row not everybody liked it. But the thing that I liked about Carnival Row is it was a genre series that wasn't based on any pre-existing thing. Mm-hmm. Which is rare these days. It's just like this is Very not based rare. on a YA series or a comic book or any or anything else. It was a completely original story. You know, so it's just like I, I th- that was to me like a big thing in its favor. Was like this yeah. is, you know, it, it was it was good. I liked it. I mean, you know, it, it had it definitely had flaws, but I, I like the fact that it was an original story. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for you sure. You know one I think you would really like, and I hope it's supposedly going to end after the third season. They're making, they're torturing the main characters so much that I wish it would because it's so angsty and getting angst with Nancy Drew, of all things. I think they're trying to do a combination of Veronica Mars and Buffy a little bit. It's like sort mm-hmm. of dark, sort of supernatural, but I'm getting sick of like putting the lead character through every ringer in the book. Yeah. Where it's like, let's torture yeah. her this year, let's make her life miserable this year now. See, yeah, uh, why why do people think they have to do that to get something good out of an actor? Like their whole job is to act. They don't have to be put through actual hell. I, I didn't I didn't know anything. I don't know anything about that though, that that project. Well, just to see so always it's got to be angst written. We're, nothing ever works out for the character. It's always got to be miserable. She's always mm-hmm. you know, loses that, everybody that is, she cares it, about. It's a, it's a, it, that is and it's it's probably a dirty word to say now, but that was the Joss Whedon factor. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. one of the cornerstones of things. And and you know, let's also say that he he might be a horrible person, but he still there were still a lot of good things that he made. And that, you know, yeah. just like I mean, you, know, you can't say that Buffy wasn't great or that Firefly wasn't great or yeah, that, you know. But but it, his it, thing it, was it, like happy characters yeah. aren't interesting. It was just it was just like it, when characters are have that much, they're not they're not interesting or something like he said. So it was a lot yeah. more blunt because you know that's. Apparently the way he is. Yeah. And I always yeah. say, actually, we had Connie Deming on the show, and we were talking about Rowan Polanski, and I just said, look, it's everybody's personal choice. It's like my friend Chaz tried to separate the artist and artist. It's up to you and what yeah. they do. Maybe, like, I wouldn't support somebody if you found out, you know, if it was really, really atrocious, if he was just an asshole, I don't, you know, but it's up to you yeah. to support yeah, like I'm not support. giving Joss Whedon any more money. No, I'm not. You know, like I'm never, I'm never buying any of his other stuff ever again. And like, but Jorah Lansdale, go on, no, go. No, it's it's it is it is a bummer because a lot of the people that I've loved throughout the years have turned out to be just awful humans, or 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 just or just really flawed. You know what I mean? Like I love I like Louis C.K. was my favorite comedian. Uh, yeah, I mean? some and, of the best. And now yeah. it's like I yeah. can't even. You, it's just like why, it's, it's man? Tough. Like why did you have to? Why? <laughs> you know? No, and I heard, I don't like to yeah. do gossip on this show, but one of my friends uh, worked at CMAC, and there was one singer there that came down there, 
And he said he was like the most arrogant, worst person he ever dealt with. And I was sort of taken back in surprise. I still like, but you know, him I trust. But I thought, so why do they always have to be like jerks or whatever well, and everything? The it's other like thing the, I think to keep in mind when you're hearing people, to, and, and granted, yeah. it sounds like he had more of just a that, that's yeah, case, that's my. Thing but the thing said, about yeah, like I agree, you know, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I saw the celebrity and they were a jerk, and I'm like, well, you have to consider two things: what was going on in their head right then. You know, were they in a bad mood, or what did you do? You know, sometimes people go up to people oh, yeah. when they obviously don't want someone to come up to them, and they're like, "Hey, hey, can I take a picture or whatever?" And they're Paul, like, "Paul knew. Oh, he was a yeah. dick." And I'm like, "Well, sounds yeah. like you were probably Paul kind of a dick in that scenario." You know, Paul Newman famously said, "Like, I don't sign autographs." He's like, "Oh, want to know why?" Somebody came up to me while I was at a urinal and asked for one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing I've heard about Paul Newman, and again, it's secondhand, but a friend of mine, he chauffeured him around when he was in town for his Newman Zone. He said he was the nicest guy you could yeah. ever meet. His big joke was this Newman's own stuff. It made like a billion dollars for charity. Why am I giving it to charity? I should have kept it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and people have bad days, and I just take that yeah. about this person because I've heard other things. I've actually knew somebody from his band who said, but I don't want to, but it's just okay. It's like one person's thing, unless you meet somebody. Yeah, and there are some people that are like, I don't do it because because I would stop and I would, t I'd like to, because I, or I don't take pictures with people because if I, I would, if I take pictures of one person, I, I couldn't just do one. I would have to take pictures yeah. of everyone, or I'd feel awful. But I want to go up. So actually, I can't. Yeah. Like it's it's all or nothing. It's just like I, can't. I don't have but time to take a picture with everybody because I want to, and I'd feel bad for that. Well, you know the over there. funny you one know, of the funniest just... stories ever is with Jen Marks, where John Waters came, and we were going to go. You know, after he came to his Christmas show, which had about as much to do with Christmas as oh, our. That, that, I saw that show. It was great. You were there. It was great. Yeah, it, was, and it was great. So we were going to have signed books come out. So we're waiting for him. And I remember going to talk to him, telling him about how he got me through high school. And I was, t I said, how the Edith Matt, the egg, like, kind of where's the Eggman scene creeped me out more than the dog turd scene in Pink Flamingos. But I talked <laughs> to Jen Marks afterwards, and she's like, "What'd you think of John? Because she had Pink Flamingo Salon. He like did. It's like." I can't believe it. I'm sort of disappointed. And I'm like, why? He was super nice. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be sort of a dick the way he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes there are people that that well that have that you know that have that uh, that persona, and then when you meet them, it was like Gilbert Godfrey. It's like the big thing with Gilbert Godfrey was that he doesn't talk like that. He, and, mm. and, and, you know, he does. You know, like, and you think. Who would want to be around someone who talked like that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like same thing with Bobcat. Would you make like a character like that ever who's got the obnoxious word balloons where people are like, just "You're Jar Jar Binks." Yeah. All that yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not lettering anything coming in, in in the near it's, future. So I respect that because I can't imagine. Like I remember, like Bill Oakley from here. My penmanship sucks, as you know. <laughs> as you know all too well. <laughs> uh, well. A lot of people, a lot of people use fonts, you know. Yeah. So they don't have to do things. All but I told hands. Alyssa when she's been on the show because she's met Taylor Swift. She lives in Nashville. I go, our birthdays are the same, and often I'm mistaken for her. But I've gotten to the point where I will sign the album or do. I hope they don't sell them on Amazon, but I will do the selfies now. Mm -hmm. Makes their day. It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I'm really delusional after last year. Just bear with me a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but now, what are you looking for in the years ahead? You like, just pretty much go as you're going? and Yeah. I mean, I think just as long as I'm getting steady work and I can um, pay my bills, I'll be happy. I just uh, want to keep making comics, you know? That's also very cool. And I mean, your stuff, we want you to keep making comics too because they're really awesome. I don't guess if you sucked, I would tell you, okay, I am honest, but I think this is really, <laughs> you want me to say it's bad? I can't. Maybe just, maybe just off the air and just tell me later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like I try to promote my friends on here, but I always say the one thing about the show is I have people on whose work I think is really good. But it's funny, like when I was out with Ben and Katie Mori and we were out, it was like, okay, it's COVID number one. So Katie didn't advertise the show until a little long, because I don't really want to go because I really want to see them. But COVID, but they're pretty safe. Yeah. Katie didn't advertise, so it was like just us there. We were talking. So we mentioned you, and I'm going, it's the six degrees of us. We should just connect all the people we know. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben's going to come on the show in like about a month or so. And Katie just put out a new album now too she's gonna have, i like i love the pre-order your stuff and albums because i forget that i did it it's like the, mm -hmm. the creative fairy sense and i told over i told sam snyder i get this email to go pick up it's like somebody gave me a gift like oh no i pre-ordered it yeah <laughs> but it's just cool seeing everybody progress as you know like all through the years like all the bit like Jackson Cavalier is still here, obviously. Old Lang Syne yes. came back last year. We missed them, obviously. Yeah, me too. That was the only thing about that show. It was packed, and it was so. Was it? it was okay. That was number one. Like Hannah Widener, I could see Josh Netsky, and I wanted to mm -hmm. see them, but I ended up leaving at intermission just because it was so hot that day. It was like mm. one of those. But it was just they're such nice people, and they're so good too. They are amazing. Yeah, we have to do, we can't leave any show. There's two things we have to talk about, Amelia Clark in some way, and uh, music. So I you, think it's come up. So we've done the one, of course, and hopefully she'll have you, you know, for a future book. And I could be mm -hmm. your agent and just meet her and work out the terms. <laughs> well, I did do a, a variant cover for her. Um, oh, okay. For the, like the mother one, of Maddie. The new one? No, just the one, the Mother of Madness cover. Oh, those? I'm getting every edition, so I'll have that. Cool. I'm getting all the variants, and I'm getting get like five copies of each, so that's awesome. Nice. But how did, I've nice. read the story. Did you think that was a neat concept? Yeah, for sure. I thought it was, too, because I like, too, it's cool, because it looks like, Mom, you don't know what it is. Is it a killer mother? Is it a giant cow? No, it's right. Mother of Madness, and I like the whole thing behind it. I think it's, it's clever because it's outside the box. Yeah, definitely. But okay, but okay, we talked about her. So I have to talk to you a lot more about that when we talk, like mm -hmm. about the cover and everything else. But what do you, we have to talk about the one thing is Patrick's even said, no matter what we talk about, we get back to music and I criticize us. Always talk, if you've ever lived, you've been listening to anything different or anything lately? Um, not, not that much that's different that I can name off the top of my head. I've been listening to some new stuff, but it's like, it's all kind of scattered, so I can't remember all the names of things. But I definitely like. I think last year the biggest thing I've started listening to more the most was Big Thief. Um, I don't know if you guys know Big Thief, but they're very good. And uh, Josh Netsky got me into the Fruit Bats, which are really good. And I found an oh, artist cool. called Jessica Pratt, who you would probably like. 
But actually, Patrick mm. and I had the same problem. Patrick hurt himself skiing, as my friend Victoria <laughs> said a couple of months ago, and he was stuck in the house. Yeah. That's our new euphemism for COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything is, we can joke about it because he got it, but he was fine, thankfully. Get vaxxed, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Here, don't be yeah. an idiot. Don't be yeah. an idiot. And yeah. so he got the COVID, and I had my issues, obviously. Right. You know, Sam Snyder does promise a tribute concert in like two decades or three decades, which is cool. But me, little angels on like a board in the back. (laughs) But I'm glad you guys are all right now. The thing that hit us, well, talking to me, you know, sort of. (laughs) Yeah. But one of the things, like, what we were talking about is like, I found, you know, I am like almost 30 now. He's like a little (laughs) older than me. And. It was like, it's like same old, same old a little bit. Like, he even watched, like, the films of his favorite Rob Zombie because it was oh, something yeah, different. yeah, yeah. You ever watch mm-hmm. those? Uh, no. He'll tell you. He won't. <laughs> but so, but yeah, it's like something same, different. Yeah, it's I mean, like something... Once again, it's all subjective. There, there are people who love him, and I, I have nothing. He I mean, did put on a good rock show. I will give him that. I saw his rock yeah, show. I, I just, uh, I was re-watching, or, I don't know, it just... Take your work and do the opposite in terms of like your vibe and everything. Put it into that music video, grindhouse, that kind of stuff or whatever. But he did wear a Santa hat in concert when I saw him. He was good in concert. He's a showman. Oh yeah. But we both found out. I've been like really like what he does. Nothing's new under the sun for me in some ways. That's my one problem. Is I sometimes so that's why I think I look for different things because okay, challenge me a little. It's like. Bless right. your reboots. Bless all the stuff. I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I like about your work, though. You never know what you're going to do or whatever. I couldn't figure out, except for making unfortunate, blissful puns every time I messaged you. <laughs> you know, I couldn't figure out. Where, but that's what I liked about it. I didn't know where it was going, which is awesome. Right. You ever, like, read the first page and you go, oh, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Well, we didn't know it was going to happen either, so. <laughs> You're making it up as we go along. It's like this show. That's why you got it. Yeah. But very cool as always, and it just blows by, and we could get out everything else, and great to see you well, as always. This was really fun. Thanks for having me. And we'll have you on again, like, when you have enough stuff, when you do another variant cover. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Some people worry about me, but I've heard, like, <laughs> Well, we all have our little neuroses and everything. You probably like a weird flavored sushi or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking I had Wegman sushi the other day. I'm slumming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I love Wegman sushi. I like oh, Wegmans, yeah. but I, we, I have a sumo right by me, which I can mm-hmm. just call and just go down. And the guys are great to talk with. But I'm afraid even to go in well, restaurants. Thanks, now I have to have sushi. Thanks. Yeah, Shiki. Try Shiki. He lives right down the street. I know. I'm right down the street from Shiki. I've lived here. I've lived right down the street from Shiki for like six years. I would say that's the best. I would say. Would you agree? It's really good. It's 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 it's, the business has been up and down. They closed during COVID too because I would park down there to walk to his house, and would just see it was closed. That was my favorite local sushi place. Yeah, they're great. As I say, we're going to go for coffee and sushi in, what, 2025 if this ends, though? Isn't yeah, right. We're going to have, like, the, the Burger King variant coming up and, like, the, oh, God. you know. Let's, you let's, know. But as always, just stay safe and, you know. And yeah, you too. Else. It's always great to see you and have you on. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks if for you having me If you gain your three hours back that you're, like, <laughs> we don't have here. 
And thanks to all our co-hosts who were like, oh, by the way, on that, if you want to see a good movie, now I like this. If you've seen it, you can criticize. No, it doesn't have her in it. Uh, I just watched The Invisible Man last night. Mm-hmm. And talk about, like, this is the it was very, it was very Moss good. one. Talk about slow-burning horror and yeah, creep. Was, this yeah, one. that was really good. Really, really, really cool version of that story, and very, very timely in an unfortunate way. But yeah, um, and it made me think also of okay, if they really, you know, like I don't believe in flying saucers, all this other yeah. stuff. But if we it's, we could do invisibility, that's the way you would do it. It would have to reflect optics. It's yeah, mm-hmm. it's the it's yeah, it's the ultimate gaslighting. Yeah, is what yeah it is. for sure. And I'm not going to sure. do it upbeat, but it was just really cool how they took that concept and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just ran with it. Just they think that she's losing her mind because they can't see. No, but the part in the restaurant—you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the part yeah. in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we are, we are, we are just, uh, just we could talk this for like goodbye. three hours. So. I know. We 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 gotta we gotta see let her go. I'll send you a Bebo picture. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye, Kayla. It was nice to see you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. We are the Architects of Entropy, a collaborative world-building tabletop role-playing actual play podcast. In other words, my friends and I create exciting, weird worlds, and then we play in them. Join us for our introductory story as we play Dungeons & Dragons in a homebrew high fantasy world populated with dwarves, elves, fairies, and anthropomorphic weasels. What's going to happen next? Uh, We have no idea. Join us and find out. Architects of Entropy, a podcast.